Hey, it's Katherine Rayberg. Welcome back to the Counting My Blessings podcast. I am so excited. Today, we are counting our blessings and thinking about our grandparents. My in-laws are in town this week, and Jeff Rayberg, my father-in-law, has agreed to come on and be my my first parental guest. <laughs> so, so excited he's here. Um, actually, one year ago today, you were with us because Aaron was getting his Achilles tendon surgery. So we are always counting our blessings for their support. And as we transition into a little bit cooler temperatures, we're all going to be trying to find some activities to keep us busy indoors. And one of the really special things about the Rayberg family is that they are big board game players. And Jeff and I are going to spend some time talking about that. But for now, maybe I'll just let Jeff introduce himself. Thanks, Catherine. Uh, Great to be here with you today. This is a lot of fun. Um, We've often had such good conversations together, boy, in, in a very many number of years, huh? And today you're asking a little bit about board games, aren't you? And I suppose you want to know a little bit about how our family got into board games and got started. And uh, probably the story that I can share with you and with all your listeners is uh, goes way back to growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in a very um, tight, very tight, tight knit, but also close homes um, next to each other. And uh, I had an upstairs bedroom with one window. And right below that bedroom was already the neighbor's driveway. And then on the other side of that driveway, very close, was their kitchen window. And every Saturday or Friday night, um, that family that lived right next door would invite um, their adult children as well as the younger children that were living there and probably had a gang of, you know, six or seven that uh, gathered in that kitchen around that table with those windows wide open and my bedroom window wide open. And they would come and they'd play cards till like 1231 in the morning. And there'd be all this laughing and all this fun going on. And then I'd hear them all hoot and holler when they all got in their cars and drove away and goodbye, goodbye, love you, you know, and all of that going on. And I just kind of thought, oh, that is so cool. That is so cool to be able to sit around a you know table, play games, and have so much fun doing that. So kind of got a little started that way. And I would say probably some of the best memories I have is sitting around your kitchen table in Beaver Dam at the house. And oh, into the wee hours of the night, do we like to play games? And I love the story when you guys went camping with um, Adam and Kim, my brother and sister-in-law. and um, you had a little safety ranger late in the evening say, hey, let's quiet it down. And it was just Jeff and Kim being very competitive. So it's a really cool part of the Rayberg family. Um, and I, you also shared another story with me. I love this story about how when you and Sue were really young and um, I think just dating or engaged and traveled out uh, to see an aunt and uncle out west, um, you kind of recognized something special they did. Yeah, so that was actually um, a story that involved... Um, my wife's uh, aunt and uncle, and we went out to, um, I believe it was like Portland, Oregon, and visited with them a couple of days. And something neat that they did is before bed every time, every night, just the two of them would play us a card game. And they had a card game that they both enjoyed, and they'd play that for about 40 minutes before going to bed. And Sue and I thought, you know, that's kind of neat that uh, they crave or carve that special time for themselves and spend that together um, just having one final activity you know before they they say good night 
thought that was pretty neat. So that's something that um, Sue and I have really, really enjoyed in our marriage. And especially since, you know, the children are grown and uh, we have time together and we have a whole slew of games that we can play, you know, as two people, um, as well as some of those games, you know, take four, six or five. But uh, we found some really good partner board games that we really do enjoy. I was asking Jeff, I said, why is it you think, um, you know, he had this this really special memory of growing up in Milwaukee and seeing um, multiple generations within a family or a circle of friends gathered together to do something fun. And so I asked him, I said, do you think that's why you had your boys and your family and now us so interested in playing games? And it's a, a cute story. Um, we, I think we're pretty newly married and Jeff had heard from one of he's Jeff is a retired principal and a retired school teacher. And had heard from one of his colleagues about a fun farm game um, that they had played. And he was kind of interested in this and thought, well, my, my new in-laws are farmers. Maybe this will help me learn about farming. So tell that fun story. Yeah. So, you know, as a family, we played cards like many families do. And card playing cards was always an activity that uh, members of many different generations could gather around and do. Um, both my parents and Sue's parents, they had pretty um, technology-free homes. <laughs> In Sue's case, um, they we were lucky to have a television there that everybody could watch. So it was nice to be able to gather people around and then have a common activity when you had to be inside and the weather wasn't good to be outdoors. So we'll gather inside, play a game, find a card game that everybody could catch on to and play fast. And so that's something that we did um, both uh, in Sue's family as well as, you know, my own and uh, enjoyed. But the board game idea really came from a coworker that I had who came to work one day and just all oh, raved about this fun new game that she had found and she had played. And I thought, well, I got to go get that game. But I couldn't remember the name and she couldn't remember the name of it either. And uh, she just described it as, oh, it's this game, you know, all about farming. It's, it has farms in it. So I went to a specialty store that sold bar board games. And I says, you know, I says, what is the name of this game that's really hot on the market um, that, that has farming in it? And the uh, um, clerk pointed me to this game and it was called the farm game. I said, well, that has to be it. So I bought this, you know, $50 game, you know, <laughs> thinking that this has to be the one. And I brought it home, didn't open it up. But the next day at work, I told uh, the coworker, I says, I got this game and it's called the farm game, right? And she says, no, I, I wrote the name down. Let me get it for you. And so she gets a little script of paper out. And here the name of the game was called Carcassonne. And it's a game that's made over um, in Europe and it has a farm component in it, but it also has cities and villages and roads that you're building all in a medieval setting. And so it really was not the farm game, but um, I took that name Carcassonne and I later on, we I bought that and boy, we got good at that game and we bought expansion pack after expansion pack. And now when we play this game, it probably takes us an hour and 45 minutes to two hours, you know, to play that game. And it's a, a good game that you can play with two people or you can play it with um, teams, you know, two teams against each other or four people playing that game. And it can get pretty competitive. And what's so amazing about that game is that after you play for an hour and 45 minutes, two hours, you count up all the points 
And the point range is so small between the two. It, it's really amazing how close the game can always be. And you never really know where it's going to end up. It isn't like someone slaughtering the other person, but it ends up really pretty close. So anyhow, that's been a fun game for the family. And that game, it sounds like, is what um, Adam, your middle son, so Aaron's the firstborn and Adam's the middle son, Adam got really intrigued by this game and drove home, you said, one night and just started thinking about board games he could create. And that first, the first game he created was Bruin USA, which we've all really had a great time playing. And since then, how many games has Adam developed? It's probably developed as his company, Adam Apple's Game, probably five or six games. And every one of those games has been completely different. But you're right, Catherine. He um, played this game, Carcassonne, had a lot of fun with it. And as he's making a long drive home, he's thinking about, well, what game could I make, you know, or what could I do? And he got this idea of brewing beer because at that time he was into uh, home brews. And he got this idea about Brewing USA. So he quickly scratched together a prototype of it and he sent it off to a gaming competition. And out of so many hundreds of entries, his game, you know, and his game idea and the sketches and outlines that he had was recognized and encouraged to develop further. And so he worked on it further and he further developed it. And it ended up being um, one of the year's, I think, um, top eight games um, at a big gaming convention that they hold annually in Indianapolis. So he was launched and he was um, uh, hook, line and sinkered, taken into this whole um, board game development. Well, thank you for sharing that journey. We'll have to give Adam a shout out and let him know we're doing a little free marketing for him. Um, we do love all of his games. I thought it might be helpful for people listening. Um, you ha you always come down when you visit us and the kids. You always come down with a big bag of games. So maybe kind of talk through some ideas of games as we go into winter and everybody's still trying to be really cautious about their activities and staying close to home. Maybe kind of give us uh, some highlights of games you might recommend. Okay, this will be fun. hope it doesn't take too much of my thinking, but um, I'll try to piece this together. So the interesting thing about board games is that right now they um, compose every kind of genre that you could possibly imagine. If you're into, um, say, Cars, for example, there's going to be a board game about cars. If you're into, into sewing, there's a board game about sewing. If you're into um, beer, there's a board game or, or a few about um, brewing beer. If you're interested in travel, there's games about travel, outer space, medieval times, um, trains that go across the country and building railroad tracks. There's just so many different types of board games that you can find um, that can kind of latch on to a theme that you're somehow interested. So we have found um, a few games that uh, we like to play just, you know, as uh, partners, two people, or games that um, involve a whole lot of people and can be a really great um, party type of game. So here are a few that um, you might want to keep in mind. If you want a nice, yeah, get your pencils ready, okay? If you want a game that's a quick little uh, um, kind of game warm-up, a game called The Mind is a good 
good one to try. And that game can involve, you know, three to six or seven players. And it plays really fast. And it's almost like a um, a video game challenge where you go from one level to another to another. And you try to do play it cooperatively as a group and see how high you can score. So that's a one to keep in mind is the mind. Um, another great party game that if you haven't tried it yet, you should really get a, a chance to try a game called Code Names. And that's a game that can involve a lot, a lot of people. And um, you can have a lot, a lot of fun with code names. Another game that can play up to 10 people is a simple card game, and it's called Six Nimitz, and it's out of um, Germany. And I think Six Nimitz stands for something like maybe the sixth number or so. Um, but uh, some of our friends, you know, have have played that game and they've really been frustrated because um, you're playing and you're trying to put numbers in number orders in a row. And it, when you have to be the player to lay down the sixth card in that row, you have to take up all of that row's penalty points. So friends who play that game get a little frustrated sometimes when they're the sixth one down. So they call that game, Bite Me. <laughs> uh, uh, another a game that Sue and I enjoy playing is a game just developed for two people, and it's called Morales. And that's all about mushrooms. And you're going into a dark, you know, mushroom forest, and you're kind of collecting um, as many mushrooms as you can. And different mushrooms have different values. And so you're counting points at the end of that game. Um, another game within the last two years that we discovered is a game called Azul, and Azul has little floor tile chips, and they're, it's a beautifully, beautifully designed game with these floor tiles, and you're basically trying to build a wall um, with these tiles that are manufactured. Doesn't sound interesting, but when you play it, it's just, it's so aesthetically pure, um, and it's just a lot of fun to, to play a game like that. Um, another one that um, we found is um, a game called Quicks. You, f you can find that oftentimes at like a Barnes and Noble, and it's just a little um, small card game, uh, dice game it is. It's a dice game with a um, pad of paper and pencil, and you can have just a lot of fun playing that game. There was a couple other ones I was thinking of. You had mentioned kind of COVID-friendly was the dice game, um, Fluff. Fluff is a good one. Um, that one is um, everybody gets their own components. You don't have to touch or share anything. So that's a good one. And then what's the one where you dive down underwater and collect treasure? Yeah. And then this other, the other game. Oh, geez. What is the name of that? Uh, I think it's the submarine game. Um, but anyhow, you do. You you play it's a little game out of japan and it just has little uh, markers and chips and you're all on a submarine you're trying to do this cooperatively dive for treasures and get back to your boat before you run out of air um, nice little game to take with you when you're traveling because it's only about four inches long by two inches wide um, another great game is um, one from adam's apple games called sword crafters and if you can imagine you're building a three-dimensional sword you're trying to see how um, long that that sword will be at the end, but also um, how powerful it'll be because of the jewels that are aligned on each of the four sides. Um, so that's a, just an ingenious game, and the way it um, snaps together, it, it's it's just so clever. Um, another one is a game called Truck Off, 
Um, if it sounds like something else, it's because it's meant to. And when you're playing truck off, you're trying to, um, you know, really have your own trucking business um, for food trucks. And you get to pick the kind of food that you're interested in. You want to get to a venue where you're going to meet a lot of people and make a lot of money. So you're playing competitively against um, other players and you're trying to sabotage their business um, as well as promote your own. So I do enjoy um, a good game of truck off every once in a while. Yeah, Titus and I, we've really enjoyed this game called King Domino. And if you know dominoes, then you have a little bit of a um, foot forward to play this game called King Domino, where you're trying to lay out um, tiles uh, and match different uh, land and ocean formations around a castle and score points. And it's just so fun watching Titus play this game because there's a multiplication uh, factor in it where um, you get little crowns on the land or the water that you're trying to establish um, your territory. And no matter uh, how many crowns you have, you multiply that against the space that you've occupied. And so for Titus, who doesn't know multiplication facts, it's still kind of fun watching him know that he has to have, okay, um, group three groups Okay, I'm, I'm doing it by three groups, So, and I have six uh, spaces. So he, he'll do his, you know, six spaces, and then he'll count, and he'll do that, you know, three times over, and he'll come up, you know, with his answer, 18. And it's just, it's so fun, because he doesn't know, you know, three times uh, six is 18. So, but he gets the, the answer almost as fast as if he had the fact memorized, and it's so fun watching his brain think. And that's a whole nother idea with board games, and that when you're playing that with children, Boy, they they just they grow and they learn strategy and they learn you know counting, addition, multiplication, you know through it, um, uh, strategy of of thinking ahead of move, you know, or or past moves that they've made that they recognize you know were a mistake and and just watch them develop as they play over and over and over again, you know, a game. Um, One final game, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Logan, our businessman, he loves Las Vegas. Ah, yeah, Las Vegas. Oh, it's it's sad that Las Vegas, you know, it it kind of went out of print, and now I've heard that they've brought it back, but it isn't quite the same as it once was. Um, but it's it's still so good. Uh, it's it's kind of like a rolling the dice luck game, um, but there is strategy involved and you want to uh, beat out your opponents and you want to see if you can have, uh, um, uh, you know, more dice at each of the casinos, more value there. And uh, it just it's a, a real fun game. And Titus loves that game, too. And Logan, and Logan, Logan really yeah. enjoys that game. So we've had a lot of fun with that one. So the lot of game ideas I gave you. Um, let's see. There's another one that I'm thinking of fast. The uh, has a little... Um, Oh, like chalkboards and right oh, yeah, where you write the word, write, write the word yeah. on it, and it's yeah. called and it's called just one, right. and you get to give just a one word clue to, and we've done it virtually, yeah. right? Yeah, and like like uh, Catherine mentioned, a good game called Fluff is a game that's wonderful for COVID because you each have your own um, set of dice, so you're not passing game components around, you know, to other people you have your own set and you can be as far distanced as as your voice will travel mm -hmm. so 
Well, with that, we will wrap up. And I am so grateful that Jeff joined me today, counting our blessings with our sweet grandparents from Wisconsin and hope that gives you a few tips and tricks and ways to pass um, special time together with your family indoors as we get into a little cooler weather. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye.